Hey guys, just wanted to do a little shout out right at the top of the episode. I want to thank each of the patrons that are supporting our Patreon at patreon.com slash DantePods. And if you'd like one of these shout outs in the future, uh, you can go there and uh, subscribe at any level and you will get that when you join. So big thank you to Jason Croxon, Rory M. Spence, and Nate Bundy for supporting the show. And now, on to the episode. Oh, hello, dear listener. Welcome aboard the pre-show elevator. Now, before I take you to the show floor, I must warn you, this episode does contain some explicit words, such as and Now, if you don't want to hear such things, I'd suggest you get off here. Oh, you're still here? Wonderful! I'm so glad you decided to stay. We have a great show for you tonight. Well, here's our stop. Enjoy the show! And now, let's get contextual. to another episode of Let's Get Contextual. My name, as always, is Dante, and with me this week, I have Alex from the Alex and Alex podcast to talk about, uh, what is it, Tom King's run on Batman, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's what we're here for. <laughs> How are you, Alex? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, I'm doing, I'm doing a dry January thing, which okay. is weird. I think this is the longest I've gone without a single drink, like, since, maybe since I was, like, 16. <laughs> it's a long time and yeah. like on the weekends it's just bizarre because i'm like i'm waking up like what do i do like, <laughs> yeah. i feel fine <laughs> like i'm waking up for <laughs> a regular hour and everything so yeah oh. it's, it's it's weird i'm feeling i'm feeling like i want to start some new hobbies as well just to just to kind of take out this energy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it is the time it is the time of uh New Year's resolutions, right? So <laughs> Yeah, I mean I I I decided to keep this one time limited because it's like if I just say cut down on drinking, that's so vague that I'm never gonna Yeah. Whereas this yeah, one it's it's like, like okay, a tangible it's like a, thing. Yeah, this is like an endurance test. Like, can I make it through a month? Yeah, yeah. Well good for you. You you you're doing better on things than I am. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Um, Have you got any resolutions? Uh, I think mine was to like use the podcast social media more, um, which I have okay. been, but it hasn't resulted in any more responses. I don't think. Yeah, so. I mean, it, it it definitely feels like you've just got to you just got to plug away at it, and then maybe one day someone will respond. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, yeah, so today uh, we are not here to talk about our. Um, our New Year's resolutions, sadly, and how one of us may be doing better than the other. Uh, but <laughs> we're here to talk about um, Tom King's run on Batman, which is currently running. Uh, we're going to talk, I think we said issues 1 through 50. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, if that proves to be too much, we can cut it down. Uh, but I think we can get through that. It's not It's not that bad. Um, yeah, plus, I mean, I guess if, if it does prove to be too much, we can always come back and do a little bit more. Because he's, he's said the run's going to be 100 epi- uh, episodes issues, right? Yeah, yeah, he said it's going to be... Because everybody... Spoilers for <laughs> issue 50. Everybody was pissed with issue 50. Um, and because of that, he had to come out and be like, hey, this is a 100-issue arc, and we're halfway through. Yeah, so, exactly, because ev- think- everyone was like, hey, this it can't end like this. And he's like, it's the be- it's, it's the middle. This is Empire Strikes yeah, yeah. Back, don't worry. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I think currently is at issue sixty-two. Um, is this a is this a bi-monthly um, release? I'm not actually certain because um, getting, I mean, getting like regular comic books in the UK, especially if you live in like a small town, is just a nightmare. So I've been following through with the trade paperbacks. So I'm I'm a little bit behind. That's true. Um, yeah, because I because I know that. Um, it started in 2016, and I started reading it then, because um, I followed this like straight from, like right from Rebirth. I've been following this, um, and uh, they're at issue 62, so it's not weekly, but it's definitely not monthly either. So I'm thinking it's 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 once every two weeks. Yeah, so. right. Okay, that would make sense. Every uh, every fortnight then. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. So I guess we'll kind of just go through the arcs uh, and just kind of mention, I guess, along the way, and then at the end, we'll kind of come like talk deeply about personally why i think this is possibly the best batman run um yeah i, I, I would agree with that i think it's my i think it's the, the best version of this character that i've seen yeah and i um i haven't read uh i mean I've, I've had a lot of exposure to batman but i haven't read a lot of his older stuff i've read about half of the new 52 run um Okay, I, I think I think I've read most of the new 52 stuff yeah i read court of owls i read uh zero year um, I read one or two other, like, uh, in-between issues, uh, and it's good, it's good stuff, but I think this is better. Um, and then, would you stop meowing? No, stop. <laughs> okay, I'm really glad there was actually a cat there, because I thought I was going <laughs> insane. Like, uh, I didn't want to say anything about it in case I was like, is there a cat? And I'd be like, what cat? And I'd be like, oh shit, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> no, that is the podcast, uh, Strider has, has come in. Um... That's a cool name for a cat. Thank you. He is he is pure black, but he's got like a white patch on his neck, and his fur is like underneath the black is kind of brown, and you'll see it if he's in like direct sunlight. It's kind of oh, cool. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, I I've watched Killing Joke, uh, and I know about a lot about the 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 book. I'm trying to think of other ones. I read White Knight. White Knight is fantastic. Um, is that the one? Is it Maisie really recommends that? Yeah, yeah, I t actually had Maisie on to talk about it. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Early. This was like episode four or five of this podcast. Oh, wow. Um, it's one of our most listened episodes, actually. It's really good. Um, nice. Yeah, it's a fantastic comic book. Go check out that episode if you want my thoughts, but it's so good. Uh, and another main Batman thing besides the movies is I'm a, I'm a big fan of the animated series. Um, and so, like, slowly having... The, the 90s one, right? The, the Yeah, yeah, the 90s yeah. Batman animated series, yeah. That's incredible. It's so good. It's, I've rewatched it recently, and besides, like, uh, <clears throat> besides the aging of the animation, um, which is still good for its time, specifically, but uh, besides that, really, it still holds up. Like, there's not... It's not like one of those, like, 90s sitcoms where it has, like, jokes that are kind of phased out now. Um mm. And, like, honestly, the Batman is still my favorite Batman. I think I've kind of built this, like, headcanon of my, like, perfect Batman. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think everyone does that. Like, the more material that they, um, that they encounter, they kind of, they take certain stories as, okay, this happened this way. This happened yeah, this yeah. way. And, and, like, and they just kind of build their Batman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think everyone's, everyone's definitely got their own Batman. Yeah, and so I take the animated series as, as the... And, and the animated series and really Mask of the Phantasm, I don't know about the other movies. They're they're fine. They're kind of one-off episodes. Um, but I take that as my base Batman. 
All right. Yeah, then... I mean, I I actually wound up rewatching some of this recently, and I think because I think it was you and Rory were talking about um, like the, the DC, DC animated U. universe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And one of you mentioned that it was on Prime, and I was like, oh, I wonder wonder if it's on UK Prime. Yeah, I think it was you, and it is. So I was like, oh my god, like I can watch Batman again. So I would be like, I would be like getting in and just be like, oh, I can watch an episode. And then I'd be like, you know, four or five episodes later, I'd have just, just binged <laughs> yeah. on Batman. It is a really good series. And yeah, I, I agree is. with you that it holds up really well for the most part. Yeah, yeah. And I think there, especially the first two seasons, there are quite a few filler episodes. Um, but I don't think that hurts it. It's just kind of like they're building to kind of more deeper stories. Like I think the big... The, the the big hitters in the first season are like Two Face and a few other ones. Um, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, but anyway, so that's like my base Batman, and then from there, the end of the animated series is kind of right when he's getting into the rest of the Bat family. Um, I don't know how I interpret Tim Drake, but he's basically Jason Todd. I just kind of whatever. That doesn't matter that much. <laughs> I might just <laughs> well, rename you mean, him. You mean like you kind of slam them together? Well, in the animated series, he uh, they call him Tim Drake, but he basically has the backstory of Red Hood, or Jason okay. Todd. I actually um, don't think I've seen all the way um, you know, okay, up yeah. to those more recent episodes, yeah. So they yeah, kind so of, they, he, they mix him up. Yeah, so I, a lot of people have basically said that he is basically Jason Todd, but they gave him to the name Tim Drake, so I might just, in my headcanon, just rename him <laughs> Jason Todd. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that uh, they do that, they do Nightwing later, um, and obviously Batgirl. Uh, it's it's good stuff. And then from there, he's kind of just getting into adopting the Bat family, basically, mm-hmm. um, as a whole. Uh, and I think they do a weird thing with Batwoman where in in the in the Batwoman movie. So I don't know if I consider that doesn't matter. Um, but then from there, I think I'd go into um, maybe a little bit of the early of the early new 52 one but mostly tom king's run because i feel like this is like after he's established the family but still a a prime batman okay so you would kind of bolt these on for you it's like it goes from end of animated series little bit of snyder then it's the same character for you so this is your batman is is these yeah exactly okay cool yeah yeah. i'm trying to think what um, mine is (laughs) at the i think um Because Tom King, uh, we'll talk about, I think, the annuals. But in the annuals, he goes into older Batman. Mm, um, yeah. Which I think is really cool. And I think in between those two, in between the end of his run, whenever that ends, and older Batman, uh, is White Knight. Because I think White Knight is a perfect continuation of the animated series. And you can see a lot of the inspiration. Um, they literally use the animated series poster in, like, the main, you know, the <laughs> cool. silhouette of Batman against the moon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, need to, I need to give that a read, then, because um, I've never actually read that one. You know, I think, I think so I've heard good. your episode on it, but I've never actually read it. It's it's fantastic. It's so good. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of my Batman so far. Uh, killing Joke's in there, as always, because Killing Joke's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think how I would, like, continuity-wise, how I would set mine up, because... I mean, there's I, always going to be, like, little plot holes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's comic books as well, so, like, that's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're always going to get that. But, um... I'm just thinking. So, when I was first getting into Batman comics, I, I decided to just... I basically just read through all the classics, you know, like, Year One, Dark Knight Returns, Killing Joke, yeah, uh, yeah. Long Halloween. Oh, I read Dark Knight kind of, Returns, that's good, too. 
Yeah, I mean, kind of that. That's that's definitely like a what if sort of alternate thing. I yeah, really yeah. really loved Year One, but then also I read Scott Snyder's run over the past year. I just kind of binged on it, and I love Zero Year. I know it's kind of people have been a bit iffy on it. Yeah, I'm really, actually really not a fan Zero of Zero Year. Year. That's that's part of his run that I would I would take out honestly. Yeah, it's, it's I know people are iffy on it, but I, I really liked it. But I don't. I reckon for me, Batman is Year One then the long halloween then okay. dark victory so like that's kind of batman facing off mobsters uh gets his two face gets his robin yeah 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 then i reckon i'd have part of the scott snyder run although like the new 52 continuity makes that really weird because he's like he's only yeah. been batman for like five years but he's got a 13 year old son <laughs> yeah, Robins. that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, screw it. Like, I, I, I when I found out the new Fifty Two, it was meant like at the start of Zero Year when they're like six years earlier. I'm like, hang on. So six six years earlier. So he starts being Batman. Presumably, Damien is like seven, which means yeah. Bruce had him at like at like eighteen. So like, what, he had he... him like while he was traveling the world. <laughs> yeah, he just he like travels the world and knocks up Talia. And I was trying to spin out this scenario in my head, and I was like, does he know that she's Talia Al Ghul? Like, is it part <laughs> of his training, or does he just meet her in a youth hostel? And like, when does he find out about David? I really kind of span it all out. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I reckon, I reckon I'll keep some some of that run partly. I, I quite like in terms of what Snyder did with the character. I like that his Batman has fun at times he's not like a yeah. fun he's not spider-man but there's that sort of closing panel to the whole zero year arc is him like alfred imagines him having this relationship with with um with julie madison and then in at the end he's kind of swinging around the city and he's got like a smile on his face yeah, I yeah. and i quite like that but I, I feel like tom king's is kind of the the version of batman for me because it's like he still has he, he'll make a joke every now and again He's not like wisecracking, but there's great moments like you know in the in the Swamp Thing story. Uh, you read that one? I think so. Where, think so. where Swamp Thing is like, why do you need a car? And Batman's like, I don't know. Why do you need a body? Oh yeah. <laughs> Swamp, yeah. Swamp Thing's like, yeah, that was pretty good. good is that point. when um is that when Poison Ivy takes over? No, that's um I think it's before that. It's before the Everybody Loves Ivy. I think it's just just Bruce and Swamp Thing are, are trying to investigate like a murder or something. And in the end, the, the grass outside the museum tells Swamp Thing who did it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which I love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's another thing I love about this, is, like, it's a universe where there's there can be, like, deep character-driven stories, but also just Silver Age bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I, I absolutely love that. Um, but yeah, so let's let's uh, let's jump right into uh, the first, first kind of arc here, which is I Am Gotham. Mm -hmm. um, did King write Rebirth, the Rebirth issue? Uh, the Rebirth issue was a co-write between him okay. and Snyder. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that issue is great. I want to talk about that for like is two that seconds. With, with Calendar Man. Yeah, that's the yeah. one where like it's it literally takes place over the course of like a full year, like a calendar year. And Calendar Man, they keep putting him back in prison, and then somehow he'll do something. It doesn't really matter how he's doing it, but he's like you know planting bombs in like the Gotham River or something. Yeah, he's trying um, to release the spores, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's... I think this is in winter, and he's, like, trying to make spring happen or something. Uh, because basically in this, like, Calendar Man gets old. He grows old over the year and then molts, and he's young again at the beginning of the year. Mm. Um, 
and basically it's like it's batman not only training duke and kind of teaching duke like why they do this like basically duke is kind of asking like why do you keep doing this and batman's like because gotham needs me <laughs> you know it's kind of yeah, like yeah it's like why do you keep because the the whole issue they're training and they're kicking a tree and it's yeah. it's futile and he's like why do you it, it's kind of like a metaphor it's like why do you keep fighting these guys that keep getting out and the metaphor is why you keep kicking this tree when you're not going to kick it over or break it or anything and he's like because i have to because i'm batman <laughs> you know yeah that's that feels very tom king because there's, there's a moment in um in the third arc which i think is like the perfect sort of encapsulation of batman's motivation and it's very similar to that it's very similar yeah. to that like i just do it because i'm helping people like i don't see an end goal to this i'm not like you know, it's not like I'm going to yeah. take the tree over and then go home. Like, I'm Batman. I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, he's like, he's he, he kind of sees himself as like a permanent solution. <laughs> um, or maybe not even a solution, but a permanent, like, means, I guess. I don't know. But, like, yeah, I absolutely love that issue. It's it's fantastic. I'm really happy that's a co-write between the, the, the Batman writer that wrote the last one and the guy that was coming on to do the new one. I'm really happy yeah. about that. It's a nice, like, sort of passing the torch thing yeah yeah um but yeah so uh after that we get into the first arc of the batman run uh written by tom king uh i believe art by finch yeah it's david finch david finch okay yeah david finch basically this kind of starts i love how this starts off because this starts off with batman trying to fly a plane by himself (laughs) Yeah, I really, really. I mean, I was, I was rereading it last night, and I love that issue because it's like, you could. I, I was reading it, and I noticed that I could almost, almost hear in my head like a sort of driving theme song, you know, like a. Yeah, a sort like of your tense. Batman. Yeah, because it's a great action sequence, and I love also how Bruce is just like, that plane's coming down, gonna have to deal with it because I'm Batman. <laughs> and there's a yeah, lot. Of, he's... There's a lot of funny moments as well where like, Gordon's like, we need to, and then he turns around and, and Bruce is gone, and he's like, oh yeah like that's what he does <laughs> he's like right right yeah <laughs> oh i love that like he um he just he gets in his batmobile which in this issue his batmobile changes quite a bit over the course of this run uh but in this one it looks a lot like the animated series one yeah um, i mean i think part of the reason the batmobile changes is I, I think in this arc alone he drives it off a bridge at the start and then oh, he yeah. blows two of them up. <laughs> yeah. This one drives off a bridge. This one, I can see it right here. It explodes beneath him. Um, but yeah, so he flies up to the plane. And I love that he just has, like, little, like, uh, uh, jet engines just in his hand to put on underneath the wings. Yeah, exactly. he like, he just happens to have those on him. <laughs> he just has those in the Batmobile. And he's just like, yep, put these on this wing and this wing. All right, let's go. <laughs> and then he's standing on top of it like a like a bucking bronco, like a sort of rodeo thing. Yeah, it reminds like... me a lot of Homecoming when Spider-Man, like, takes the wings and has to drive Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me a lot of that because he's, like, pulling... I guess he's those are connected to the jets. Yeah, and, and I like... think I think he's also... Doesn't he also manipulate the fins a bit? Because um, Spider-Man does that in Homecoming. He, like, put webs part of the wing up to get it... What's yeah, it called? I'm pretty the flaps? Sure the, um... the little flappy bits? I don't know what they're Yeah, called. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not the flaps player. are, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Batman puts the jet engines under the flaps. Oh, okay, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Man, he's smart, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's maneuvering it through this whole thing. Um, uh, who is that? Is that Kite Man that shot it? No, it's... Um... See, this is this is one thing that kind of annoys me with these, because I think this was setting up for the, for the Monster Man arc, whatever that is but 
Hugo Strange and Psycho Pirate, I think it's it's said that they're the ones manipulating all these bombings and all that. Because throughout the arc, there's a lot of like suicide bombings and stuff like that. And I yeah. think after this panel, later on, maybe in the next issue, I think Gotham or Gotham Girls say, um, yeah, you know, the, the guy who fired it was uh, found having killed himself. So I think okay. that it's, it's like a sort of suicide attack. Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so Batman crashes in in Gotham Harbor, um, and he's basically like, I'm going to die. Like, this impact is going to kill me. Mm. Um, which... I kind of get, I don't know, is it just like the impact is going to break him and he'll just drown, I guess? Yeah, so the the way that they explain it is that he needs to land the plane at a particular angle to save the lives of the people on board. But to do that, I guess the plane is going to take the whole brunt of the collision, which means he's going to take it because he's on top of the plane. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I mean, I, it seems like... to make sense to me. I'm not sure, like, if you told this to a physicist or like an air crash expert that's a thing if you told them i guess they'd be like no nah, that doesn't make sense but to me it seemed you know it makes enough sense for me i'm like yeah sure yeah it makes enough sense to be like all right that's acceptable it's not like bullcrap you know comic book logic <laughs> yeah exactly like it, it it sounds logical enough that you read it and you're like cool fine understand yeah, yeah. uh but basically gotham and gotham girl <laughs> show up and save the plane uh and it's like all right well on the issue there <laughs> Yeah, I love I love how Batman as soon as the plane like almost crashes, he goes, Clark. Yeah, I was gonna say I love that too. He's like just automatically like Superman. <laughs> but like I, I, that's another thing I like about this Batman is like he seems very aware of the world that he lives in. He he knows yeah, that he lives he in is. a world where that can which happen. He should be. Yeah, and he should be because he's Batman. Yeah, exactly. And that's what that's again perfect Batman. Somebody who knows what's going on, and the only surprises are going to be things that he has absolutely no knowledge of. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's not a Batman that's going to be surprised when a villain does something that <laughs> that villain does all the time. <laughs> yeah, and this is something he does throughout the arc, is that he like he's able to predict exactly how, how the villains are going to react. So, for, for with just jumping ahead with the Poison Ivy bit, the way that he solves that problem is by knowing that she's going to... Basically, he needs to get himself to Harley Quinn, and he does yeah. it in quite a smart way. I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll save that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the next issue basically is him kind of coming to terms with uh, Gotham and Gotham Girl being around, um, and they're they're basically Superman, which kind of they the, he points out that they have the same problems that basically everybody had with Man of Steel. That because Superman's so super powered, uh, he's not dealing with villains in the most uh, efficient way, and because of that, he's causing a lot more collateral damage, and so. Um, this guy's fighting Grundy. Um, mm. uh, Gotham's fighting Grundy, and I love that Grundy is doing his little chant. I love that chant. <laughs> He's yeah. like, uh, what is it? Born on Monday, christened on Tuesday. Yeah, and then he and Wednesday. then he says died on a Sunday, and that's when Bruce steps in with like a classic Batman one-liner, where he like, I guess he just hits him into the ground real hard, and then he's yeah. like, and that was the end of Solomon Grundy. And you're like, yeah. Bruce, you were waiting. Like you were hundred percent waiting to say that. You were like. <laughs> Hope he gets to the Sunday bit so that I can do my little thing. <laughs> like, he's yeah. got to be writing these one-liners before he goes out. Absolutely. Uh, it's so good, though. Um, because he just shows... Because Gotham is, like, fighting him and, like, punching him into, I guess, like, Gotham's little fake Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Um, and then he's, like, coming after him and Batman just, like, flips him and smashes him into the ground. He's like, that's how it's done. <laughs> yeah, and, then... and he also, he's also, like, you weren't being quick enough, like... 
if you hadn't at the rate you were going he would have trampled this homeless guy here yeah he's like um which I like. from when i interrupted you would have caught grundy in 1.3 seconds and he would have trampled that man in 0.7 seconds and he's like, I've been watching you. You're good. You're doing good. Do better, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's there's a lot of that in this arc. There's a lot of like precise timing, like um, when he's trying to work out how how to get onto the plane. He's like, I just need an angle. And then when he's on the plane, he's like, you know, fourteen degrees or whatever, left and right. Yeah. Like, that there's a lot of that in this arc, and I think that is toned down over the next few. Yeah, a little bit because if I think. Uh, that is Batman, but if you do that too much, it's almost like Batman knows everything. Um, yeah, and and I think some some of Scott Snyder's arcs had had this problem, where a lot of the time his his Batman is just kind of saying little factoids, like, "Well, did you know that actually owls are like this? If you do, you know, and, <laughs> did and you he, know that actually people were superstitious, so they built a thirteenth floor <laughs> to yeah. use it." Yeah, and it's like that. You can only do so much of that before you're like, we get it, <laughs> we get yeah. this smart. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And also, you can only do so much of that and have Batman get beaten a bit. You know what I mean? Like, you've got to have your Batman vulnerable, but also it's a weird balance because Batman's got to be vulnerable, but also like intelligent and know kind of what's going on usually. Um, yeah, and that's he's, like a he's... kind of a weird balance to play with. Yeah, definitely, and 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 I think also that. Maybe it's a case of like establish that that he thinks this way, establish that he's got that sort of precise calculations, and you don't need to bring it up in every arc subsequently because it's kind of there under the surface. And we we just assume this is the sort of thing Batman can do. Whereas if you have him constantly talking about it, it it yeah. starts to grate, and it just seems it's it just seems weird. It seems it's it's almost like I don't know. It's like kind of having a that guy that knows a bunch of trivia that won't yeah. show up about it. It's like if he was Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Um, well, so well Batman... actually, Frankenstein was the name of the doctor. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Oh. Um, but yeah, so so Batman goes back to his cave, uh, and Alfred just kind of insists that he goes to a party that he's like an hour late for, which yeah. I absolutely loved. There's a lot was... of good sarcastic Alfred in this arc as well. I love sarcastic Alfred. I was watching, I was rewatching the animated series, uh, which I'm going to talk about eventually with uh, Jason, actually. Uh -huh. um, and... I love, in the first two seasons especially, Alfred is non-stop quips, and it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I found that just... when I was re-watching it. I was like, this is, <laughs> this is like so, so much like sass coming from Alfred. <laughs> it is though. It's so good. Like, he's just constantly sassing him and he gets no response and he's like, uh, like no appreciation for his like level of quip. It's amazing. <laughs> but I guess it's also like, it's like, Alfred's having fun. Like so long as he's having fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he's like, I don't, I don't mind. You know, this is my job. I got to make it fun. And there's that great <laughs> line in this arc where um, it's later on when when Bruce is like, when my parents died, how did you help me? And Alfred's like, sir, with with all due respect, you dress up as a giant bat and jump off roofs and, and <laughs> up. Like I don't think I did help you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, and I think if we have time, we'll get to it. But uh, I wanted to talk about the third annual is fantastic have you read that one which is that one remind me that's the one where uh it's about alfred and how alfred worries about batman if you haven't read it we won't talk about it <laughs> no no i think i think i think i have but just just kind of fill me in be, be, be a little it's more the one where we're doing spoilers here by the way right <laughs> yeah absolutely okay, uh, it's the it's gonna one be hard where... to talk about issue 50 if not 
Yeah, no, uh, it's 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 the annual where uh, it's about Alfred and basically how like when Batman is out, he sits there worrying that he's gonna get the call because the whole issue is like kind of flashing back to uh, when he got the call that the the Waynes died, mm-hmm. um, and he's like, well, he's waiting for someone to call him and be like, yeah, Batman's dead, you know, um, and so because it's kind of like. Bruce is like telling him to rest because he gets injured or something and he's and it's the whole issue is like he can't rest because while Batman is out he's afraid that he's gonna die yeah yeah and yeah. he's gonna okay, feel like he I'm with yeah you. he's gonna feel like he failed or whatever anyway it's fantastic issue uh but that kind of it makes sense <laughs> yeah it just fits Alfred so well yeah definitely um but yeah so the rest of the issue um Bruce dances for a little bit and then abandons his date, and it's pretty good. Um, and there's the the guy that warns of the monster men to Gordon. Mm. Um, and this whole time, Duke is there, which I, this is my first introduction to Duke. Is he new? Yeah, as far as I know, he's new in Scott Snyder's run, because I okay. kind of read these in a weird order, because I, I read War of Jokes and Riddles first. Um, from oh, Tom you Kitch, did read it in a weird I... order. Huh? You did read in a weird order. That's yeah, like the middle 100%. of the run. I, I, so I think I read... This is between this run and Scott Snyder's, because I kind of go into them at similar times. So I was like, oh, I'm not sure which I'll like. I'll, I'll get War of Jokes and Riddles, and I'll get Court of Owls, because I've heard those are both good stories. So I yeah. think I read Court of Owls, War of Jokes and Riddles, then Death of the Family, Zero Year, okay. then I Am Bane, I Am Suicide. <laughs> no, oh. no, 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 then I Am I Gotham, Suicide, I Am then. Suicide. Okay, then yeah. Endgame. So by the time that I was when I when I started the Tom King run, I was like, Duke, that, that name's who is that guy? Like, I swear that's a that's a that's a character. And I looked it through and I was like, Oh yeah, there's a kid in Zero Year called Duke and he kinda helps Batman. I wonder if it's him. And then after I've read the first two arcs of Tom King's run, and for some reason I never Googled it because I'm an idiot. Like you can just Google <laughs> it. Um, yeah. I then went back and read Endgame of Scott Snyder's run. And in that, Duke Thomas plays a lot more of a role. And I'm okay. like, oh, that's who this guy is. Like, if I'd read these in anything approaching a sane order, like, <laughs> yeah. I would have gotten yeah. this. Yeah, because I just but, kind of accepted it. Um, and I think later it, they have, like, you know how sometimes after an issue they'll have, like, a mini story? And <laughs> it's, like, they, a they normal issue's length. Parents, right? Yeah, exactly. That yeah. was kind of the backstory I needed. And I'm like, all right, I'm on board. Don't really yeah, care so where his, came from. his parents get um, hit with the end game virus, which is like super strong Joker toxin. Um, yeah, and they basically is, go insane. Yeah, and it's like it's it's one that's so strong as to not be fully incurable because Batman does manage to really secure in the end. But it's like <laughs> I think they get a super strong dose of it or something. I can't remember the specifics. Or they like get to get it tested first or something like that. Uh, either way, they end up crazy and it like kind of scars Duke and now he's he's what is it Batwing. Um, I, I don't know what his character's called, but he's got the yellow costume. Yeah, he's not a Robin anymore, because Batman's like, I'm done doing Robins. I did four of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think, is Tim Drake dead at this point? He is. He is. Okay. But, well, Because I was also like, where the fuck is Tim? Like When, yeah, I'm, I when I'm reading these, because at first I thought, I was like, I was, I was like, okay, there are three Robins in the background. I think you first see the Robins in, in Batburger. In, in, oh yeah, that's fantastic. Think, which I love. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, oh, that one must be Tim, and then someone called him Damien, and I was like, okay, that one's Tim, and then someone called him Jason, and I was like, hell is Tim? <laughs> Where's Tim? Like, Where's no, my yeah. boy? Um, Tim is in the the Detective Comics run that's running at the same time as this. Okay. Um, he's in the very few first few issues. I'm fairly certain he dies at some point because 
Later, it's revealed. This is a whole, like, their whole huge tie-in to Doom's Clock, basically. Because it's okay. like, you remember how Rebirth kicked off with the with the with the the pin the smile pin with blood on it or whatever yeah so i i never read it but i sort of i looked that up when i heard yeah. about it and it seems so like Batman... those comics have just kind of stopped now <laughs> doomsday clock is still running but is it yeah it's kind of weird it slowly or it might be done i don't know <laughs> level, no, i'm pretty sure no it's, one knows. it's like a monthly release or like even longer than that so it's taking forever to get through the 12 issues um <clears throat> anyway okay, yeah they're kind of wish... eight now Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I wish, I wish they would resolve this because that is a weird, like, parallel universe. I don't know. Anyway, doesn't matter. But basically, I guess in the background of at least the first few issues of this arc, um, Batman and Flash are investigating this um, and the, the pin and everything. And somehow through that, uh, Tim Drake dies, quote-unquote, but he ends up in the care of he, Mr. He trips Z. and falls and lands on the pin. <laughs> well, yeah, but... <laughs> somehow he's in the care of mr z i who was that i don't remember there was a there was a theory that he was ozymandias but he's not i forget who he is anyway it's revealed later um but basically tim drake's he is dead in universe but he's there with with mr z who's tr causing trouble um okay it's so i feel like that, i feel like dc have kind of written themselves in a bit too deep here yeah, a little bit. I mean, this happens a lot with these crossover events, doesn't it, in comic books, where they'll, they'll like, keep writing themselves in, and then eventually they're like, ah, oh, screw it, let's just... Yeah, just burn I don't it know. All. I don't know, it was, a wizard did it. <laughs> Either way, Tim's, I'm pretty sure, dead. Uh, okay. But although, I'm pretty sure, like, somehow they're gonna get him out. Cause, yeah, because like, I think doesn't that's... seem all that caught up about it in, in, in these comics, like... No, but but I think... Maybe reason... he didn't like... <laughs> no, I think he really liked it. Either way, no, he uh, in these in these issues, at least uh, in the in the beginning of in the beginning of Detective Comics, uh, the whole point is that he's he's having Batwoman build a team, so he's not as involved. Okay, uh, and Tim Drake is on that team. So, so do I do I need to to really understand this one? Do I need to read all the tie-in stuff? Because I've kind of I kind of decided no. that you know, like all-star Batman Detective Comics, I'm just going to avoid that and just stick to stick to you know. OG Batman. I mean, OG Batman is the best. Uh, I think one or the first two arcs I think of All Star were really good. Um, they get, they do one with Two Face that I absolutely love. Okay, cool. Um, are they in the same continuity? Like the same? Are they running parallel to each other or what? I think so. I'm pretty sure All Star is done though. Okay. It's not, it doesn't have nearly as many issues. It's not like yeah, a okay. consistently running thing. But um, you don't need to read it. Just know that Tim Drake is off doing Detective Comics stuff. <laughs> basically okay, cool. or it. dead one of the two one of the two <laughs> who cares um but yeah so basically batman brings gotham and gotham girl in uh and it's revealed that amanda waller's using psycho pirate who is basically the the master of emotions i guess mm, yeah he's a character i'd never heard of before this but me neither again they, they set him up pretty well enough like you get what he can do, and I like that they make him a sort of key MacGuffin for the first three arcs, at least. Yeah, because he's not a villain himself, he's just, like, he's a tool to be used by other villains. Mm -hmm. I love that. Like, it becomes a really big thing with Bane later. Yeah, um, But yeah, so basically, uh, Psycho Pirate turns uh, Gotham and Gotham Girl against Gotham, I guess? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to see where this is at. I think this gives you like a history of Gotham and Gotham Girl. The next issue, uh, yeah, it's, it it shows them as um as kids. Yeah, yeah, and their whole tragedy. I love. There's a little bit tragedy. where 
What? Sorry, that's a that's like a step song, I think. Don't worry. Okay. Um, you know that song? Tragedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Classic. <laughs> um, anyway, so the Gotham Bridge goes out, and they're like, Gotham and Gotham Girl are like trying to save civilians and hold the bridge up, and they're like not doing well. Uh, and Batman takes out this like yellow or white sedan, and it splits apart into the bat bike. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, because he's um he goes to visit their parents under in disguise as Matches Malone, who he's un- he's in disguise oh, okay. as like an FBI agent, and then he gets into the white sedan, and yeah, then it splits apart, and there's the bat, and then it comes together again. <laughs> like after the after so the bat cycle is out, it comes together again, and I guess presumably <laughs> drives itself home, or just yeah. crashes, like. Based on <laughs> I mean, how it drives itself home. <laughs> based on how this Bruce seems to treat his vehicles, it might just crash. It might just drive off like a like safely off a bridge or something. <laughs> I mean, he destroys three cars and a plane in this. Yeah, in this. I arc. think he might destroy and I think the he crashes another too. plane in the next one. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah. So he he starts he he drives onto the 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 bridge and just fires a bunch of stuff from various things and uses the bat plane. To like hold the bridge together, <laughs> and he's like, "You're doing good. Keep doing it, basically." <laughs> and he leaves. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. Don't 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 even worry about it. Yeah. Uh, and then they go to another explosion, and it's Hugo Strange and Psycho Pirate, and they're gonna like mess with their brains, basically. Um, see, what I don't get is they why don't they just use that on Batman? That'd be very effective. Yeah, it's it's never made a hundred percent clear what's going on because. So Amanda Waller recruited Hugo Strange to control the Psycho Pirate and Psycho Pirate to control something like just to sort out Gotham's criminals, I guess. And then Hugo Strange turned against her and used Psycho Pirate on Gotham and Gotham Girl. But I don't really know what her end goal was. Like, was she was she going to be like, hey, Hugo Strange, use it on Batman or something? Well, I'm pretty sure that she is trying to solve Batman's problems because in this or the next issue... He goes... I think it's this one, so we'll get to it in a minute. Um, yeah, just give us, like, two seconds, because there, there's, like, the lead-up to it. But, um... So he finds Gotham Girl, like, and she's scared. So she is the emotion scared, and there's, like, 27 killed... Uh, yeah, de- army um, people, dead soldiers, yeah. Because when yeah. Gotham and Gotham Girl go into the fire, uh, into the building that's just exploded, they meet Hugo Strange and the Psycho Pirate in the... And Psycho Pirate makes makes her scared, and then it sort of cuts to, to Bruce turning up, and he's like, "Oh, there are twenty seven soldiers dead here," and Gotham yeah, Girl's really scared. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. really it's really messed up. And then um, it made it made Gotham angry, right? Yeah, yeah, because he's he's just going around like he he helps another suicide bomber blow up. Um, I think he does it by I, actually what it might have done. It might have made both of them scared, and they respond to it in different ways. Because I, rem- I remember Gotham's going around saying, "I can fix this, I can fix this," and then he, oh, yeah, he accidentally yeah. helps the guy blow up the the suicide bomb, and then he kind of screws up fixing the bridge. Okay, yeah. So I think he's I think he's afraid that he can't fix things, uh, and Gotham Girl is just terrified. Like she's yeah. just just kind of in the fetal position this entire issue, just terrified, shouting no, and yeah. yeah. Um. Oh yeah, because this is the issue where he's like, "I can fix this. I can fix this," um, and he's kind of just going insane. Like he he destroys another Batmobile. <laughs> yeah, he throws like a girder through it. Yeah, and then Bruce blows it up. Oh uh, yeah. Um, 
no evidence, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, um, it, it makes sense, but I also like that. I also like to imagine, like, headcanon that he's just doing that just to do it. Like, he would have yeah. done that even if it hadn't been bracked. Yeah, but anyway, so they, they find out that the number was supposed to be 24, uh, you know, through logic. They figure out it's Task Force X. Uh, and Batman just walks into Amanda Waller's office. And That's a the, great scene. The guy, who is he? He's like a general. I he's think, like a general or I something. I don't even know if he's like an existing character. I think yeah, he's just like a general. <laughs> and that, Batman that just dialogue is great. <laughs> he, uh, the guy pulls a gun on Batman, and Batman just pushes his head into the wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is so after the, the the whole sequence. Amanda Waller's like at the desk, just kind of you know sitting there, and this general guy is like. Don't even worry about it. You know, he's never going to figure out it was us. And even if he does, this site's off the books. And even if he finds out it exists, it's 20 miles underneath Gotham and encased in concrete. And even if he <laughs> finds out all that and gets through the concrete, then yeah, he's yeah. got the best security in the world here. And he don't worry about it. You know, Batman's never going to get in. Don't, and she's like, yeah, he's behind you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, the guy's like mid sentence. I don't. And she's like, yeah, he's behind you. And I love how Amanda Waller is is kind of on the Jim Gordon level of knowing what's up with Batman. She's not surprised yeah. at all. She's not like, how did you get in here? She's just like, yep, there he is. Yep, there he is. That's Batman. Um, and yeah, and he without even looking at the guy, he just slams him into a wall. Yeah, it's so good. Um, but I love that she ends up going into like a conversation about like. Um, she says everything that happens in the new 52 so she's like zero year owls the joker the joker again bloom um, all your colorful friends uh, and then she's like this is ever since you arrived Gotham's been burning and she's like this is America we don't stand by while while our cities burn and so basically I think what she's trying to do is use psycho pirate to save the city but then Hugo Strange ends up turning against her, and I believe Hugo Strange is working for Bane. Yeah. So so later on. Yeah. So it it, it comes out I think in the last issue or right at the end of it that Hugo Strange stole the Psycho Pirate for Bane in exchange for Venom, and I think all the Venom okay. is something to do with the Monster Men, whatever that is, because there was a there was a crossover called Night of the Monster Men, which I I didn't read. Yeah, it's and it's I'm a big comic book it. thing. It's not a it's not important. Yeah, I'm I'm just never going to read it. But I think that <laughs> I think that's what it was. Bane was like, "Yo, give me give me the man, the emotions man," and Strange is like, "What are you going to give me?" And Bane's like, "I don't know, I'll give you all this Venom." And he's like, "All right, I can make Monster Man out of that." <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically Batman hunts down Gotham, um, and Gotham kind of goes off the rails. He's like killing people now. Yeah, because, because Batman, it's when the guys, when, when Gotham's trying to fix the bridge, Batman's like, you're not an engineer, you're just making this worse, which I like as well, which is, which is like, you know, you can have all these powers, but if, if again, if you don't know how to use them, you are just going to screw up. And yeah as Batman kind of tries to explain stuff to him, and I think later on, isn't it, like, one soldier was left alive, and he managed to kill Gotham's parents? Okay, That's yeah. what pushes Gotham over the edge. Yeah, and then he's basically evil Superman. This is injustice now. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Because um, the next issue starts, and he just flies into Gotham Times Square, I guess, uh, and he's just like, run. And everybody starts running, and Batman's like, I'm not gonna get there in time. Alfred, Go, go, go! Get him! Yeah, that's so excellent. Puts... I, I'd completely that had completely slipped my mind that that happened. And when I was reading it again last night, I was like, "This is awesome!" Just just seeing him in the bat suit, like yeah, he puts on the bat suit. 
<laughs> and he he um he crashes another bat batmobile into Gotham, so that's another one down. Yeah. Um, and he gets out, and the guy's like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I'm Batman." <laughs> yeah, and also I, in that panel, Alfred is putting up his 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 jukes in like a sort of old timey boxing style. Oh yeah. He's like holding he's his. Uh, he's like, "I'm Batman," and it's like, I don't doubt for a second. That if Batman hadn't got there till later, Alfred would have been like, "Guess I'm fighting this guy." Yeah, absolutely. Like Alfred would have gone to him. He'd have been like, "Screw, I'm gonna fight you." <laughs> He's all in, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's so good. And then Batman's like, "I'm here," and Alfred's like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> yeah, and then, and then later on, Bruce, Bruce contacts him again, and Alfred's like, "I'm out of the Bat costume now. If you want me to put it on, you're gonna give me a raise." <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, there's a big fight. Um, I'm trying to see what happens in the end. I know Gotham Girl is getting more and more distraught. Um, yeah, so so Bruce tells Alfred to call the Justice League. Uh, he does. And then when, when they turn up, they sort of smack... Oh, oh, Bruce crashes a plane into him first, actually. Oh, does he? Yeah, he crashes the Batplane into him. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He's crashing a lot of his vehicles into this guy, just trying to get him to stop. And then Green Lantern shows up, and that's the Justice League. Yeah, 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 and and Superman as well. And then that's when Bruce notices that Gotham's powers are changing dependent on the situation. So Duke gets it out of Gotham Girl that they, they kind of spend their life on their powers. Yeah, yeah. So basically, like, the more they use their powers, they're cutting off, like, a year, I think, of their lives. Yeah, I think like that, that the line is, like, we can be... We get a few decades of normal life, a few years as superheroes, or a few hours as gods. And he becomes a few hours as gods, or a few minutes, I guess, because he's he's yeah, going I mean, he's like fighting full the whole crazy. Justice League, yeah. And he's he punches through Cyborg, he slams Aquaman into the ground, and Aquaman is actually stronger than Superman. So like, is he? Yeah, I think, I think so, or they're equal, one of the two. Wow. Um, but he's definitely not weaker. Um, but yeah, and then he like spins around and smacks the Flash as he's running around, and just he's beating the crap out of all of these people, and he just stands over the Justice League, and Batman's like he's not stopping as they're learning all of this, and then Gotham Girl comes in basically, um, and she kills him, right? I think so. I think she tries to save him, tries to make him stop, but he won't stop, and he ends up using up his his life force, and he ends up dying. Okay, right. So she, yeah. so she still has his death on her conscience, alongside all the fear that um, that Psycho Pirates left her with. Yeah. Um, does she get cured of that? Because I think the next issue is is about that. Like she's. So, as as far as I so jumping ahead, in the next arc, Bruce goes to Santa Prisca to steal Psycho Pirate. In the arc after that, he brings Psycho Pirate back to Gotham, and Alfred is in the room while Psycho Pirate is in sessions with Gotham Girl. And I think we're meant to believe that she's been cured. Okay, all right. But as of the end of issue 50, it looks like that's still up in the air. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because right now she, like, this is issue, what, six, five? Uh, yeah, six, I, think, I, think, yeah. I think we're on five or six. Yeah, six, probably. Yeah, issue six, she... Um, she shaves her head and she's like, I'm going to fight crime um, as Gotham Girl, but she's still kind of afraid. Um, I think this is like her coping mechanism. Like, it's later revealed that she... Yeah, because she's also... She's, whole thing. she's talking to Gotham still, even though he's dead. So she's she's definitely still... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still a bit nuts. Um, also, the artist changes real quick. So it goes to Ivan Reese. Uh, it's no longer 
Uh, David, forgot his last name. Uh, Finch. Um, yeah, that's Finch, that's yeah. actually one of my issues with this run is I is I want I, I I would rather that they just have one artist that he collaborates with, and I think I know which artist I like the best with with Tom King's work, but we'll we'll get onto that. But I thought that was okay, one yeah. of the real strengths of the Snyder run was it was all with Greg Capullo. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, honestly, that that was kind of my one of my issues with Zero Year was I I actually did not like the the art style with that one. Oh, for real? Um, yeah, actually, but with Court of Owls, I actually really liked it. And knowing it's the same guy, I think maybe it was just the direction they took Zero Year. I don't know. It was just I think it was kind of like the the flashy colors and I don't yeah. know the the so, character design was a little weird. So in the um in the trade paperback of, of Zero Year or at least in the UK ones, it was split up as um Secret City was in one, then the second one was Dark City and Savage City, and at the back of Secret City there's a, a kind of notes from Scott Snyder to the rest of the artistic team about how he wants to do Zero Year. And he explicitly okay. says, we're going to make this a big bombastic book with, with popping colors. You know, he wants to make it the sort of polar opposite of year one, which is this dark, gritty Batman story. He wants to yeah, make yeah. it a sort of action blockbuster sort of thing. Okay. So I, 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 quite dug the, <laughs> I quite dug the bright colors in it. But yeah, like I appreciate that I'm probably in the minority when it comes to Zero Year because I think that's even that's my favorite Scott Snyder arc as well. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I prefer owls over that. I think I'm, in, I'm in the majority there. Yeah. Um, I mean, Call of Owls is great. I just don't like the way it ends. That's fair. Yeah. I've got a real disappointment um, with it. But basically, uh, yeah. So, so she's going insane and kind of talking to her brother, um, and she's like crying as she's flying, um, trying to deal with his death. Basically, she's kind of in denial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she beats up quite a few weird people. Like, there's one guy trying to kill, like, fake Batman. <laughs> and he's, yeah, like, a, he's pirate. a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what's his deal, but that was kind of funny. He also must love... be an existing Silver Age villain. He's he got to be. He must be. <laughs> also, I love that there are quite a few times in this run where there's, like, fake Batman running around. And yeah, it makes sense. Great. I love that. Yeah, like, yeah. They're, they're, like, guys it's definitely in a tights. world where Batman is a well-known figure, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Batman. Oh, there's Kite Man. There's Kite Man. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. Yeah, she just kind of goes around taking down a bunch of villains, and Batman calls her with the bat signal. Um, he ends up revealing who he is and trying to help her deal with with the with her brother's death, and he ends hey, up hey. just hugging her. That's Batman, right yeah, there. Yeah, like, Everybody. Everybody always references, uh, and this is one of my favorite things too, in the DCAU, um, in Justice League, I believe it's the end of Justice League. Oh, is, it, is Justice this League Unlimited. with the little girl? Yeah, the little yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. The one where he just holds her hand until she dies, basically. Yeah. That's Batman. I love it so much. And yeah, Tom King does it. It's so good. He has those tender moments and she just, she ends up breaking down and she's just like, I just miss him. And he's like, I know. It's yeah, just, exactly, and he's he's uh, just hugging her on the rooftop with his mask off, just like I know it sucks. I know. Yeah, yeah, ah, oh, it's so good. Um, and then basically, uh, Waller gives him the news that uh, Psycho Pirate went to Santa Prisca. He's with Bane now. Um, and then she's basically like, and one might say it's suicide to go get the Psycho Pirate back. Huh? Uh, huh? Get uh, it? Uh, I am suicide. <laughs> uh, but you the next one is the Monster Men. Suicide. 
<laughs> she literally says that. That was pretty dumb. Um, but I guess, but, you know, it's, it's, it's comic books. I'm going to allow... Yeah, it's fine. Stuff like that. <laughs> the next is the Monster Men. And basically, this is a big event. This is just, like, a bunch of guys, dead guys, I guess, get turned into really weird things um, by Hugo Strange, who is ripped as heck in this what the crap he is a ripped old man in this anyway uh <laughs> i've actually never just... read monster man well i'm just looking at this first issue and it has a shot of uh from from the back it has a shot of naked doctor strange and he is ripped like <laughs> he's just sitting naked on like a one of those like uh metal chairs and he has two barbells in each hand and he's just lifting them up and he's just freaking ripped anyway <laughs> Uh, the artist on this one is uh, Riley Rosamo, I believe. Rosmo? Anyway, okay. The artist changes again. So the artist from last issue is only there for one issue, uh, unless he comes back. Um, but basically, this is the issue where he brings in the team he's been building, minus Tim Drake. I'm thinking Tim Drake is dead. Okay. Um, because Nightwing is there, and also uh, Batwoman, spoiler, um, who's the other one? There's another one. Uh, there's a girl in a purple suit. I forgot her name. Um, Huntress? No, it, she's she's like, she's kind of like Batman, but she's like a Robin almost, but she's in a purple suit. I forget what her name is. Anyway, um, and... Yeah, and Clayface, Clayface. Because uh, Clayface has to, like, be a bunch of cops, like, across the city. It's really good. They, like, stretch him. Um, oh, that's pretty good. But, yeah, basically, this is just a bunch of really weird... It's almost like an episode of Rick and Morty. Like, remember <laughs> the episode of Rick and Morty where they turn everybody into these weird blob things? Yeah, 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 where they where they Cronenberg the whole universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's that. It's literally <laughs> that. Um, it spans, like, a few different issues because i believe it crosses into the batgirl run the detective comics run is this still monster man i believe this is still monster man i just want to get through monster man because it's not i don't think anything super awesome happens in this it's just an event basically yeah right because i i didn't read this one so this is this is all news to me yeah so it's basically just uh Hugo Strange makes a bunch of, I believe, corpses into, like, these weird monsters. Uh, and they rampage across the city. And it's basically Batman's team being run thin. Um, and he can't call the Justice League on this one. Uh, also, back to that real quick. Um, I love that he calls the Justice League. Like, that is that means Batman's in, in desperate straits. Yeah, because Alfred even says it. Um, Bruce says, like, get on the bat phone. And Alfred's like, sir, in, in Gotham? We've, we've never called them in Gotham. And he's like, yeah, well, we're going to have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they don't even do anything. Well, I mean, they do, but they get, like, almost killed. I mean, I reckon Bruce bought them there just to buy time. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's the yeah, sort of thing yeah. he would do. So Monster Man in this run runs for two issues. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's, like, four or five across all the different tie-ins and everything. I read it. It's whatever. It's fine. It's just a... It's just a thing. It's like a, it's just an event, basically. So does that, does that play into the broader like Gotham Girl Bane storyline at all? No, like okay. Gotham Girl's not in it at all. I don't think. Um, I'm pretty sure it was just like DC's like, hey, we need an event, and they're like, all right, I guess we'll do this across all of the different Batman. <laughs> I mean, it definitely feels a little bit uninspired. Like we need an event. Oh, I, I don't know, Monster Man. What? Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're monsters. I don't know. 
They are monsters. How yeah, but anyway. I don't know. I don't care. They're monsters. <laughs> what happens? We get oh, to they issue... have to fight. I don't care. <laughs> we get to issue nine. Uh, and issue nine is the beginning of I Am Suicide. And this is where he um, goes to Arkham and, and starts recruiting. Arkham? Right. Doesn't Bruce... Arkham? I thought it was I Arkham. He, goes, he, he ends up going to Santa Prisca. Yeah, but I, I mean, at the start of this, it, like this issue is him recruiting the team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is him recruiting, I believe. I'm looking at the very first little bit is with Bane, um, who and I think it goes into his backstory a little bit, actually, because... Okay. Um, oh, yeah, there's, there's, it keeps showing that image of him, like, in the thing filling up with water, right? Yeah, because apparently it's, like, this little grate, and it fills up with water so slowly that he ages as it goes up, and he eats the fish that come down. It's, like, a really brutal beginning to his life. But basically, he starts as, like, a kid. He was four. And then he ages up until he was, like, uh, 17, I think, or something like that. And the water's gotten to the very top of this grate. Um, oh man, he's gonna be—he's gonna be so wrinkly. Oh, ugh, you know yeah. when you've been like in the bath too long, your fingers get all wrinkly. That's gonna be Bane. Yeah, yeah. that's his motivation. Or maybe it was twenty-one. I think it's in his twenties that he's like at the very top. But uh... okay, hey, and I'm just gonna run and grab my stack of comics just so I can follow along with this because I think this is okay. Where yeah. Just give me a second, it's real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my comic books. That's what I'm doing. Gonna pick them up. Yeah. Just sitting down with the comic books. Yeah. Right, I'm back. Sorry. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Just, I no, just got good. it. Just so I can still follow <laughs> Awesome. Um, so, yeah, basically, like, I love this whole scene because it's it's basically like the reason that Bane got Psycho Pirate is because he's addicted to Venom, and so this is like their uh, their um, not psyche eval, but it's uh, it's frick. What is it called? Like a session? It's um therapy. I don't know. Therapy. Yes, it's his therapy. Sorry. Thank you. Um, so Bane is naked, sitting on a pile of skulls. <laughs> talking oh yeah. To Psycho Pirate, and it's. And it's his therapy. I just love that so much. Just the imagery and everything. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the imagery throughout... I, okay, so for me, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, but Mikhail Janine or, or, or Yanin or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's my favorite artist for Tom King's Batman because this imagery with Bane is just so great. And yeah, I love... I mean, I'm just looking at it now and it's such an excellent way to begin an issue. You, you show his brutal past. Then you yeah. have this image of him, you know, and he like crouches down in front of the psycho pirate and he's like, tell me I can always stop. Yeah, tell me I'm happy, tell me I'm brave. And he's like, you are happy, you are brave. Yeah. Uh, Plus, I just I, I just I, love this guy's page layouts as well. There are some great ones throughout this arc, I remember. Yeah, I'm actually, um, I'm looking through. This guy, I think, is my favorite too because um, he has this really cool way of make it's 2D, but it looks kind of 3D and smooth. Um, I think it's because is is this the same guy that does the the later stuff with Penguin after issue fifty? I think so. Yeah, I haven't actually read the Penguin stuff yet. The the last thing I read was um was with KG Beast, and in that it's a different artist. But okay. this guy does he does this he does War of Jokes and Riddles, and I think he comes back later on as well. Okay, I really like him because I was I, I 
just scrolling through and I, was, I saw Bruce and I'm like, oh yeah, this this Bruce is my favorite. Like, because yeah, everybody kind of does Bruce's face a different way and this is this one was my favorite way of, I don't know, Bruce's face. Yeah, I mean, I'm um, not, I think part of it might be that this was the first art I saw on Tom King's Batman because obviously I started with War of Jokes and Riddles. But yeah. this definitely feels to me like this Bruce and, and, and the, this design is these characters to me. It's like, these are the ones. Yeah, yeah, I really, really like it. Um, but yeah, so he go. Bruce is like, uh, he he sees Gotham Girl. He's like, I gotta fix this. I gotta get Psycho Pirate. And he goes. He, you're right. He goes to um, Arkham and he recruits the Ventriloquist. Um, yeah, again, brilliant use of a of a really a C list character in this book because like, yeah, the whole time you're like, why is he bringing Ventriloquist along? Like, why him? And then at the end, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, and I love that like all the different people that he chooses, I absolutely love. Uh, he grabs Kite Man, or no, 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 he doesn't grab these people. He's passing them as he's going through. Uh, he sees Kite Man, Mayo, Tweedledum, and Tweedledee, <laughs> uh, and Calendar Man. Um, yeah, and and he winds up the ones he picks up are Punch and Julie, who I I don't know anything about, but I guess they're there. Bronze Tiger, the ventriloquist, and then at the end, I think you're meant to believe that he's going to pick up the Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're meant to believe that's he, who he's getting. It's a masked person. Yeah. And you're kind of like, who is this? Uh, but it's and they end up seeing it's Catwoman. Yeah. Well, plus they they I'm just looking now they they play the pronoun game, um, and Bruce says one more. And the other guy says, the, the, so the Arkham Doctor says, no, not that one. It's much too dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And he says one more. And yeah, so they never actually say he or she. So I think you're meant to believe that you, know, you may be the only one who understands what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. And then it, as soon as the mask comes off, it's like, oh my God, surprise shot. It's Catwoman. And I absolutely love that too. That, yeah, like, same. I think it's it excellent. It makes so much sense. And Tom King really does build up their relationship. Yeah, definitely. I really love there is a lot of Catwoman in this run, and I, I actually really like it. Yeah, um, same. I think I, I, I wanted to get into at some point the, the criticisms that I've heard of this run, because a lot of people are really split on it. And yeah. I think some of them I get, it's just not for you. Like, for some people are like, oh, it's too much Catwoman, you know, I want to read a Batman book. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But I love this relationship. I think it's really, really well written. I think it's one of the best relationships in comics, honestly. And I'm, I'm excited to see what issue 100 is. I... I hope that issue 100 is their permanent marriage because Same. spoiler I alert I was going to say exactly that because spoiler alert for uh, I believe it's annual 2 or 3 um, I believe it's 2 annual 2 um, they show old Batman and he's married to Catwoman and I, that makes sense it makes so much sense that they would end up together you know yeah and, and also kind of, just seeing the way they interact throughout this run it's it's, it's so great. good yeah, I it's, love and, it and that's like I 100% hope that's how it ends. I hope it ends with Bat and Cat get married. And I hope that's We're not going to mess with that anymore. Yeah, because I, I love the build-up to the wedding, too. And I think I don't think that this would be out of character for Batman or something that would break Batman. No, Because they kind of make 100%. that a thing, but, but yeah, um, anyway. Well, I mean, we'll, we will get onto it, but yeah, like, I don't think that Tom King believes that it would break Batman either. No, but it, it, it makes sense what he's saying about it, that, like, it might. You know what I mean? Well, 
I don't know. There's the, I think the last page of issue 50 completely changed my interpretation of that. But we'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll get out there. We'll get out there. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think we're going to have to stop somewhere <laughs> in between. Yeah, we might we're have to. We're not going to get to 50. I mean, do you want to... We might be able to do this arc and then I am Bane and kind of wrap up the Bane and Psycho Pirate stuff. Yeah, I'm up for that. Let's and then that. do you want to, like, maybe in a couple of weeks or something, we can do the, the up to issue 50? Because that'll take us through to... That'll probably take us through to about issue 20, 25? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm up, and then we I'm can... up for that. Do you want to do another another couple of weeks on this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, because I think I think it's such a good run. I mean, it's so um, good. I, I love that we can just sort of fanboy into it. We can just really get into it. Like, I'm really uh, but yeah, I love how he lands in Santa Prisca because he gets shot down. Another bat wing down. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> Are we just, keeping a tally? Is this four? Uh, I think this is three bat planes. Oh, it's three um, planes. This is what? three planes. Three cars. This is three. This is three bat planes. Not even the main plane that he crashes at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that this one was three... going to crash anyway. Yeah, <laughs> three three bat planes and like four cars. I think. <laughs> so <laughs> amazing. This Batman just has bat like bat planes and and Batmobiles out the wazoo. Um, <laughs> he just is approached by an army of uh, these guys, the the Santa Prisca guards, and he just takes them all out. And he starts, well, I mean, he takes a bunch of them out. He starts getting overwhelmed, and then he's thrown in front of Bane. And Bane just, like, smacks his head into the floor. Yeah, I mean, that that is great as well. And that's another bit of, of great art. Like, I really, I, I think these might be some of the best page layouts in this run. Absolutely. There's a great, I just, he does this trick where he'll have a big splash page showing the same characters walking around and then little kind of focus bits within that splash page. So there's a bit in the Arkham recruitment where he's you know walking through the um the areas and you see him multiple times just to get the sense of motion but this bit's great where it's like you see bruce get out of the plane and and it's like it just zooms out in each panel until you see that there's this like mob of guys like so many yeah. soldiers can barely even <laughs> spot where batman is yeah and then absolutely. after that it's like it's kind of like a hard jump cut like you can imagine a camera pulling out and then you know next scene he's next scene yeah in front of that it's very visual, and I I realize that I'm ve- kind of visual person, like because I I I'm drawn towards film and stuff, and comics I think really work for me, and this is why I, this is so good, like because he's just broken on the floor. You see his eyes, which means that his his lenses are broken. Yeah. Um. You can see hair coming out of the top of his mask, and then Bane just takes his head and slams it on the ground. He's like, "You have invaded my country. You have mocked my laws, and because you have invaded, you have mocked." The good people of the Justice League cannot come for you. You yeah. are alone, alone with me. And I'm just like, that is fantastic. Yeah, just- I mean that that's another thing that Tom King does spectacularly. And you know, not to keep harping on about this, but th- there's a lot more Bane to talk about, especially as we get up to issue 50. But he makes Bane into a really credible villain. This is sort of the best parts of comic yeah, book Bane like- and movie Bane, in that he's smart and angry and and all this. And incredibly strong. And I just, I loved all of that. Like, I, I absolutely, I, I love when, when villains are used really well. Like, yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. um, my, I, I really enjoyed the, the all-star run because of what they did with Two-Face. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think Two-Face is underused a lot of the times. And so, like, there's quite a few villains that I'm like, these guys are under, these these could be so good if, if they played them right. Like, I'm even thinking of, uh, do you know who the chameleon is in Spider-Man's Rogue Gallery? Yeah. 
Yeah, like I feel like he would be an awesome like main villain if you did it right, you know? Yeah, definitely, because um, I remember from like the 90s Spider-Man series, they use Chameleon pretty well in that. And he, yeah, he actually becomes, he, he's attached to quite a few bigger plot arcs, if I remember right, in that. He's attached okay, to, yeah. there's like some sort of a plot arc involving like Captain America and different spies, and it's like the Chameleon's impersonations become important. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think also Two-Face is, is hard to do right. Like He really is. Because and that's once, why I... once you've done his origin... You know, his origin is obviously the most compelling story with Two-Face, and there have been loads of great versions of that, like animated series, Long Halloween, The Dark Knight. Um, loads of these stories do the origin completely differently, and they're all good. I'm struggling to yeah. think of a really definitive Two-Face story outside of that, because it's, it's, I... it's hard to do him. Like, do you just have him yeah. as like, oh, watch out, Two-Face is robbing a bank? <laughs> yeah, and that's why I th- I can think of two stories. Are you ready for this? A little okay. spoiler for two different stories that they use Two-Face really well. Uh, the All-Star run, I believe he's the second or third arc, one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, his whole thing is he's trying to... Be- uh, I th- Somehow, Two-Face is trying to get um, this cure that will cure one of his personalities. Mm-hmm. And so the other one will take over. And so the whole thing, I think... I think, if I remember correctly, Batman's trying to help him so that Harvey can take over completely, but he sees that Two-Face is trying to make sure that Two-Face takes over completely. Okay, cool. Yeah, and the whole issue is Batman traveling, like, 100 miles or something to get to this safe house because Two-Face has dirt on literally everyone in the city, and so he's like, I will pay you, like, so... Or, no, no, I think he's like, I will pay you some money and I'll release... If you don't catch Batman and stop him... I will release all your dirty files to the public. And so every single villain and hero really is after Batman on this like okay, 100 mile cool. trip. And he's trying to escort Two-Face. It's really good fun because you see a bunch of different villains. And then also like the GCPD has to get involved. And big spoiler alert, ultimately Alfred has to get involved. He oh, has awesome. dirt on Alfred. <laughs> so... Like it's 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 really good. I absolutely love it. Um, but it ends up at the very end. Obviously, they can't make Two Face non-existent anymore. But uh, it's it's so good. Yeah. The other one I'm thinking of, the other one I'm thinking of is there's uh, an episode of the animated series where uh, the dichotomy between the the uh, the good of Harvey and the bad of Big Bad Harv um, kind of creates a third personality, which is called the Judge. And so the judge is like he's he is judge, jury, and executioner, and he's basically carrying out all the justice. And so it creates a third personality that Harvey has to deal with. Um, yeah. Okay. I think I think I might have seen that one actually, but not, certainly not recently. Yeah, that's in the that's in the last season, I think. Um, okay. It's really good. So those are two that I can think of. But it's like if you do something interesting like that with Two Face, he's awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. Anyway, I just went on a whole rant on why Two-Face is awesome. But I think that is kind of plays into why I love this run so much, because he uses Bane. Like, Bane is underutilized, I think, a lot, because he's just a strong man. And I think specifically of the animated series, because he's not used in that at all. <laughs> he's he's in, like, two episodes, and he's just a man that is very strong. Yeah, and, um, and they, they do something similar in, in the Arkham games as well. You know, the Arkham games are, much as they're, like, in, in a lot of ways, kind of the, the more edgy versions of these characters... They tend to do a lot of them very, very well. They tend to use a lot of these characters as well. But for me, the only Arkham game that actually uses Bane well at all is Origins. Because in the first two, he's just a sort of one-note boss. 
He's a strong yeah. guy that you make run into walls. And there's a bit of that in Origins as well. I don't know if you've played these. Have you, have you played the other No, game? I haven't. I've, I've really? played uh, a little bit of one of them. Yeah, I've been meaning to get around to them. Yeah, I think they... I played a little bit of City, maybe? Okay, so City City is my favorite. People are divided on whether that's the best one or or Asylum. Um, I actually prefer Arkham Origins to Arkham Knight as well. I think Arkham Origins has, has a really good story, but a lot of people are just like, well, it's just City reskinned. But um, the, the point of all this is, you know, those games that do those characters really, really well, in Asylum and City, Bane is present, but he's nothing really but strong, angry guy. He's not okay. explicitly stupid, but they don't really do anything with him. It's not yeah. until... Origins, which is presumably influenced by the fact that he was in Dark Knight Rises, because he's characterized slightly differently. You know, he's he's a leader of his, he's got his own like militia and everything. That's the only time you really get to see Smart Bane at all in those games, because he seems like a character that, when done right, he's so good, but so yeah, many writers just doing badly. And I don't. Yeah, know. I agree, and I think Tom King uses him masterfully, and just. Mm. Because I think a lot of people rely on the big hitters too much. They rely on your jokers or uh, even Scarecrow almost a little bit, like kind of in in conjunction with other people. But um, yeah, really, your 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 jokers. Um, and I just feel like Bane is underutilized a lot. And I feel like this run is fantastic because even later we'll get to it. Probably next episode we end up doing. Um, he really gets into Batman's head, and I love that mm, so yeah. much. Yeah, and that, um, that that is strongly influences the way that I see issue fifty and the way that I see the rest of this going. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Bane, Bane in this run and in uh, well, it's all the one run, but in this arc and in the I Am Bane arc, I think King makes a really strong argument that Bane might be Batman's definitive enemy because yeah. he has that awesome speech when he's fighting Bruce outside the asylum. I'm just trying yeah, to find yeah, yeah. it now. Let me just. I yeah, I can't. I, I want to get to that because that is one of my favorite speeches. Ever. Okay, we'll we'll get up to that then. We'll, we'll yeah, yeah. let us go. Um, on to, yeah, he he yeah, presents so... Bane as just this, you know, and I like that he goes into Bane's backstory as well. You know, the the fact that Bane's motivation throughout, really, the, his first appearances in this in Rebirth, is to get himself clean of Venom, and he yeah. you know, he's so addicted. He's trying he to do something do good. Psycho pirate. Yeah, I love that so much. He's like he's almost like you can kind of get where he's coming from and batman might be the villain that's kind of the plot of white knight actually oh, yeah? is is joker cured might be the good guy and batman might be the bad guy and in this it's kind of like yeah batman needs psycho pirate for to to do good but psycho pirate is also doing good for bane you yeah, know definitely and we're not and, really and there's, told there's, there's a bit where bane it's either in this arc or, or in the next one. I mean, I, I see these these arcs are definitely, you know, in a way that the first three the arcs same, are yeah. continuing one story, but these two especially are two sides of the same yeah. coin. Uh, where, where Bane says something like, I was out, you know, I got out. I, I wasn't involved in this bullshit anymore. Like, I and wasn't... you got me back in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I wasn't... I was just kind of living my life on my island trying to get clean of Venom. And you brought me back in. And it's like, you know, it's fun to imagine that... that Bruce and Bane could have worked out some sort of shared custody arrangement for the Psycho Pirate. Yeah, or he could have just brought Gotham Girl there. Yeah, yeah, he could have just been like, "Hey, Bane, you know, no, I know we've had our differences. That's putting it lightly. You know, I, I know, I know we've had our differences in the past, but this girl needs curing. Can you help?" But he can't do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's, it's, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, so Bane breaks Batman's back. Um, and there's this letter going through it. I forget what the letter is for. 
I forget who it's from. I think it's Catwoman like... writing it. Is it? Okay. Um, Just because they use that calligraphy sort of style whenever... whenever they um, do, yeah. Whenever it's one of Selena's letters or Selena's kind of inner monologue, it always seems to be in that style. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Um, but anyway, Batman... Or Bane breaks Batman's back again. Uh, or at least like pushes it out of joint or something and throws him in the same pit that he was in yeah. or a similar one i guess and, he, and he's like um, and throughout this whole bit batman's repeating his mantra where he's like give me the psycho pirate or i'm gonna break you down back and then he just you know after bane cracks him out of joint and he just drags him by the cape across the floor and batman's yeah. like passed out you know beating up you can see his, his cow's split and his hair's coming out of it yeah and then bane he, is still um, naked by the way yeah, he is. He's naked through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, has some sweet-ass Bane-ass there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Batman kind of wakes up in the... in the. He breaks some holes in the wall so that he can pull himself up and realign his back. And the whole time, he's like, Bane, I've come for Psycho Pirate. I need to save someone who needs to be saved. Turn him, turn him over, I go away. Refuse to turn him over and I will break your damn back. And then he cracks his back again, like back into place. Yeah. Just, I love that so much. Yeah, it's a great little splash page again, where it's, um, he kind of yeah. Yeah, pulls himself up in the wall and just, just like Pilates, like extreme Pilates. And you see him, then you see him break out of his, um, his prison there. Uh, and he meets, he meets uh, the ventriloquist and Catwoman out back. And he opens it in, and he's and uh, and I think he's like at the end of the 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 issue is like now we break his damn back. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, and I think that's another thing that this art does really well. Like, look at look at his jaw in that last close up of Bruce. Like, he's just yeah. so determined and so set. Like, there's so much in that kind of because I guess you know this is a problem actors have with Batman when they play him on screen, and I guess artists have the same problem. You need to get all the emotion through just half a face. Yeah, and I think yeah. this this guy does. I that love really that. Well. I think it it helps that one of his eyes is is exposed that helps yeah. a lot it helps him it look shows... a little bit more messed up and kind of angry yeah yeah i absolutely love that i think yeah i agree that that really helps and i think um honestly that's why none of the live action batmans are in my perfect batman <laughs> <laughs> like i quite enjoy a few of them uh mostly nolan but like none of them are the perfect batman you know mm-hmm. yeah um so the next issue is continuing with I Am Suicide. Um, what is this, part three? And it's them kind of... What, what is this? Is this um, like a backstory for him and Catwoman? I think, yeah, at the start it's a backstory showing why she was in Arkham with, with Bruce chasing her. And then okay. it cuts forward oh, yeah. to them infiltrating the prison through the sewers. And I guess Bruce had one of them bring a spare costume because he's, he's all fixed up now. Yeah, he's all fixed up. Uh, he yeah. probably left um, a spare costume. Yeah, probably. Um, so yeah, they're like kind of enacting this plan, uh, and then who are the who are the two, the two jokers? <laughs> uh, Punch and Julie. <laughs> these okay. these two jokers. Because I don't, I've never, seen I've never them come before. across these characters. Yeah, but they're kind of like madly in love, and they're very much insane. Yeah, I, I'm I getting, know. like, Joker and Harley vibes from them. 
Yeah, kind of Joker and Harley, but if Joker was actually into Harley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. If he wasn't just a, an abusive, like an abusive piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're there, and then um, they're with uh, what is it, Tiger? Yeah, Bronze Tiger. Who, Bronze from Tiger. the looks of things, he's a character who knows who Bruce is, uh, and they get on quite well. I'm not really sure why he was in Arkham. I, I don't remember either, but I know later he pops up again. Like, he's, he he's good friends with Batman. So. He does. He shows up again. He shows up a couple so times, actually. Yeah, actually, uh, which was surprising. Again, another weird character that Tom's just like, I'm going to use this guy. Yeah, um, I'm bringing him back. Uh, so the door opens, and, and this guy's like, Bane, we'll see you now. Uh, meanwhile, Catwoman and Ventriloquist are moving through these pipes. They're kind of getting to... Batman's left at this point. He's doing something else. Um yeah. I forget what what is happening. So basically, uh, Bronze Tiger and uh, Punch and Julie are there to meet with Bane, and then Catwoman jumps on top of Bronze Tiger and seems to be foiling the plan. Mm, yeah, yeah, because Bruce yeah. Bruce says to them like, "Follow this pipe through. You're gonna find Psycho Pirate." Uh, I'm going to give you your instructions. And then, yeah, she seems to be foiling the plan because Bronze Tiger and Punch and Julie go in front of Bane and they say that um, the League of Assassins assigned him to kill Batman. Then Catwoman, yeah, Catwoman comes in and is like, no, this is a lie. This is all part of Batman's plan. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, this is all part of the plan. Uh, You help me disappear. And in exchange, I'll tell you how you can finally break the bat. Yeah. It's like, ooh. Cliffhanger. (laughs) cliffhanger yeah cliffhanger so what issue is um, that is that issue 11 11 11 so tw- 11 yeah so let- issue 12 um the, like the covers are like her standing over batman or one of the covers is um yeah so i've, I've got the variant covers at the back of this book yeah um, and one of them is her standing over batman yeah that's the tim sale cover Okay, yeah. Which is weird, because I love Tim Sale's art on Long Halloween. Uh, I also really like his work on Superman for All Seasons, but I don't like his covers for Rebirth Batman. I just think they look ugly somehow. But yeah, I've got that. <laughs> All right. It's her um, from. The, but yeah, the, so then... The main cover, just out of interest, is um, Batman and Catwoman both falling off a roof. Uh, yeah. And everyone yeah. else is falling around them as well. So that's fun good fun um they're really good covers all around usually uh like the last one was just bane in full bane costume standing behind batman yeah it's kind of looming over him um but yeah so then uh we get batman fighting a bunch of the soldiers again fighting his way to the top like there's this great splash there's a couple splash panels where he's climbing this this whole like castle yeah and he dives into the water yeah i'm just looking at it now i love these like and he's doing that trick again where you know, you follow the action from left to right, but there's no panel divisions. It's all in one panel. But, you know, there's like... There's like lines through it or something. Well, there's or like there's multiple 10 or 11 people. Batman on this page. But it's clearly yeah. you're meant to just be following it. And it's got this real kind of movement to it. And just the... It looks beautiful. Like the, the landscape and everything too. And the water like just looks awesome. Yeah, it's, it's just really good looking. I agree. Uh, yeah, he is he is my favorite artist in this run just confirmed um he and then he comes out of the water in like some secret underground place i guess yeah he he swims past a shark there yeah um yeah and then he pops out so he's he's, i guess trying to come through the the back way 
fights another bunch of soldiers as well. And he beats them this time, which is great. Yeah. Uh, these are all splash pages, which is awesome. I think it's nonstop splash pages until you get to the panel with, with him in front of Bane. Yeah, it is, because then there's that one where it's like horizontal bars of, of him kind of standing up again and walking. Yeah, these splash yeah. pages, this is just really, really good stuff. It yeah, is. it's, it's, it's basically an entire issue of splash pages. Yeah, and then there's there's like the hor- the the vertical bars of him fighting some guys trying to get to Bane, and he finally gets there, and Catwoman's kind of on his back, and Psycho Pirate's there, and Bane's just kind of sitting there looking at him. Yeah, like his fingers steepled. Plus, I like the just looking at these vertical panels. Bruce is like kind of stumbling as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. still fighting through, but you can tell that this you know he's worn out. He's been through all this hell. Just just presumably this is all in one day as well. Yeah, yeah, this is in a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, and I love the red eyes of Bane through this whole thing. Yeah, same. It's a Just, really cool look. Yeah, and you still get that um, that letter. It looks like it's him writing the letter because he says, when we're free, Cat, we'll put on our masks and together finally we'll laugh and laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laugh. So that's, that's Bruce writing the letter. Let me just... It might have been her writing last week. Yeah, the that's what I'm issue, thinking. But... Yeah, no. So, so um, the previous letter, it's them writing says... back and forth. Um, let me just try and find it. I'll always be the little girl looking up at you. So she okay, ends yeah. the first letter, and then this splash. It's like page... his response. Yeah, so sort of splash pagey McGee is uh, Bruce responding to her. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad okay, we yeah. figured that out. Cool. So the next issue is uh, 13 with a great uh, cover with Bane just holding Batman. Yeah. Like um, kind of holding his head in his hands and, and being like, I'm going to yeah. mess you up. Yeah. You might like, you might like Tim Sale's cover of this one because this one is, um, the ventriloquist. is of ventriloquist. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like that Tim Sale cover. I really like it. I think, it's a strong it's it just looks very good with like the cell bars in the background and the layout of it i really yeah. like some sales art i just i just think some of his batman covers right now aren't looking too good yeah that's fair um side note another one of those underutilized characters in my opinion is ventriloquist he has some great episodes in the animated series yeah. and i think he's he's underused and he's like, used really well in this as well yeah in this in the animated series he's just used so well um but yeah, so it starts out with kind of like this is where the team's at because uh, I guess I guess Ventriloquist never got found because he's still like in the pipes. Yeah, he's still um, hanging out. And then they drag forward uh, like Bronze Tiger and and Punch and Juni or whatever. Um, and then it cuts to the Batcave and ba- uh, Alfred's like polishing some of the cases and Amanda Waller's in it. <laughs> yeah she's snuck um, up on him she's coming to the back here yeah and she's basically warning him about um about where batman is that he's in santa prisco and everything like that i don't really okay, know what yeah. the point of, is of that it, it looks like it might be a crossover because at the end there's this little box at the bottom that says for more on wallace plan see justice league versus the suicide squad Oh, okay, all right, all right. So that's just kind of thrown in there to tie with everything else. I guess, Whatever. yeah. I mean, it might come back. I might be wrong. Maybe. I'm often um, wrong. Well, not often, sometimes. Occasionally. I love how <laughs> Once it starts, it goes to Santa Prisca, and Batman, and Bane's just talking to Batman. He's like, 
Batman breaking you up was phys- physically was apparently unproductive. Yeah, I just so we'll try that, something else. That little um, <laughs> that little apparently that he throws in there, you can imagine him putting a lot of sarcasm on it. Breaking you physically was apparently. <laughs> yeah. He's like, really, yeah. we're doing this again? Because I guess from Bane's point of view, it's been like a few hours. So Bane's presumably just been sort of hanging out, talking to Catwoman, you know, talking to the Psycho Pyro doing whatever he does for a few hours like ah oh, you know broke batman and put him in a cell and then cowboy yeah. shows up and she's like he's coming back and bane's like oh, this again yeah like, what? He, yeah you just get the sense that he's sick of it in this yeah and he just lays him like he does like a, a move where he slams him onto the ground and it's just like yeah bane's just tired just let bane go <laughs> yeah it's like a, he fights a lot like a wrestler plus i like that throughout this arc he's fighting batman without venom yeah, and he's still beating him. Like, he is a fighter. Oh, I just, I, I really like that. Um, and I love that he, he picks Batman up and he's like, tell me what you want. What do you want, Batman? And he's like, I want to break your damn back. Yeah. And I like that also that Batman's speech bubbles are a little bit, like, where if you look at Bane's, they're very clear lines, very kind of... Certain. Yeah, and his are Batman's weak. are all ragged. And it's just a really great way of conveying how he's delivering these lines yeah and so this kind of like behind the scenes there's a little bit like it, it's kind of in between their fight it, it's showing everybody else getting out yeah yeah um, you see you see bronze tiger punch and julia having a little bit of a, of a thing going on weird bubble gum that makes me uncomfortable i don't like yeah that. i'm not a fan of that <laughs> but it saves them from the fire i guess and they yeah get that looks the water. like that looks like that's what's going on yeah yeah they make um, like a boat out of it i think later on Okay, yeah, yeah. I guess that's why he brought them along, because they got weird bubblegum powers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bronze Tiger gets out, and he finds... Uh, it's kind of just showing that this was all part of the plan. Yeah. Because like, Bronze Tiger goes and finds Ventriloquist, and they're get- the Punch and Julie are getting out. Um, and so it's kind of someone's Bane kind of lording over Batman. And Bat's- Batman's like, all right, Cat, do your thing. And he gra- she grabs his Bane's neck with her whip and like kicks into his back yeah and it's a great it, it's it's not a full splash page but it's a great thing where it's got that because this this parallels earlier what bring what bane does to batman it's a similar sort yeah. of design but facing the other way and yeah and he's screaming and there's that big crack going on and yeah i think this, yeah. this also shows um how well bruce and selena work together when they're on the job you know he knows that she's got a reputation for double crossing so that he can use her like this you know he knows yeah, that yeah. always underestimate her and he knows that frankly she's the kind of gal that's that's willing to come up and break someone's back from behind you know to basically sucker punch someone like this oh yeah um and so this this kind of shows the reason that ventriloquist is here mm-hmm. yeah this it's is this is get, this is finally the payoff for this it's to get psycho pirate and i love that <laughs> Like he he breaks out Scarface, um, uh, and basically like I guess it's that like he can't control Scarface because Scarface isn't a normal person. Like he can make he can make Ventriloquist scared, and he does because Ventriloquist is always scared, but he's scared of Scarface. Yeah, and exactly. Scarface is just like enough of this, and he punches him in the face. I love that so much. I love and I love how he's just like just talk into his hand and and psycho pirates got this line where he's like he starts laughing at him he's like you know i i make gods 
tremble, gods fall before me. But the ventriloquist is like, nah, shut up. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's great because it's, I love I love that when this happens in comics, when a character will just no sell another, you know, another character will have their shtick that they do and it just won't work on someone for some reason. It just won't yeah. work on this one character and they will completely be like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And it's one of those moments where it's like, hey, you shut up. Like, hey, idiot. It just hits me. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. But like, it's so perfect. And I love that Scarface isn't even there. He's just using his hands. Yeah, exactly. Like he doesn't it's, need the puppet. It's so good. Uh, and then Bronze Tiger just clocks him, knocks him out because Scarface could prove a problem later. Um, and they, oh, there's the boat. There's the boat. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> they just um, escape on the boat. I think in, in in each arc, I think this happens at least once, the line, it's not impossible, it's Batman. Because I think Jim Gordon says it in the first arc, and in this one, Catwoman says it. Yeah, yeah, she's like, it's not impossible, it's Batman. And then Batman kind of gives his farewell to Bane, he's like, you're brave, you're happy, you can always stop. <laughs> and then he just leaves. Batman's trolling Bane so hard. Yeah. And then Batman and Cat... Cat... Uh, Catman. Catwoman. Seriously, yeah, kiss. <laughs> oh... And then the end of the issue is Bane being like, I need Venom. Like, now. Yeah. Give me my Venom. It sets up the next part. Yeah. Uh, do you want to call it here, or do you want to keep going? You know, it's annoying, because, like, it makes sense to keep going, but also it would take too long, because we've I'm just looking. We've also got the two rooftops issues. Yeah, there's a rooftops issue. And they're yeah. really important for their relationship, and I kind of don't want to rush them. So do you want to yeah, call so... it home? We can, we'll see how far we can get in the next one. Yeah, yeah, so I'm I'm good for calling it here. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, thank you for for coming on, Alex. Uh, thanks, we... thanks for having me. I've been looking for a chance to to talk about Tom King's Batman run in, for ages because I keep reading it's it so and good. I keep being like, yeah, I just keep being like, this is so good. Like, this so is so good, good and I want to gush. <laughs> it. Oh yeah, I'm glad we can gush it too. Like we don't have to rush it. So we we aimed for fifty. Uh, we got through what issue thirteen. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not it. Am I? Uh, <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So <laughs> usually we have the the segment. Let's get contextual. Um, I don't know how well it applies here. Oh yeah. <laughs> so normally, let's get contextual is like we try to break the like see the plot holes and be like, well, you could just fix it in two seconds. Like for example, for instance, RoboCop. Uh, we did RoboCop, and basically we were like, well, if you just didn't go in by yourself when they were f when uh, they were both cops and they were fighting the 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 gang or whatever if they didn't didn't just run in by themselves but waited for backup oh, yeah. <laughs> it would have just broken all yeah of what would, happened would there would have been no need for the rest of the movie yeah exactly so that's kind of like the the idea of this segment but i don't know what to do differently with this because because it's such a good batman it's almost impeccable <laughs> yeah i mean there is there is one thing where at, at okay. the start of the whole run with the plane issue um, Alfred says, "Should I call the Justice League?" And 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 he does, and he puts out a call, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, they're all they're all off the planet right now, or doing you know otherwise occupied." And Bruce is like, "Okay, it's my city. I'll say that." I feel like he could have made a few more calls. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like they're they're just it's like you know more like this is the DC universe. You you know more people than that, but equally that wouldn't actually obviate the need for the rest of the plot. That would just mean that you know someone else saves the plane and then everything else happens still the same way. Yeah, like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. undermine it. I can't really think of any major like plot holes. No, I mean maybe like if Batman 
distrusted Gotham and Gotham Girl more, but it's so in character for for him too. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like it's you can't really, and also like, what else is he is he gonna do? You know, they they're doing fine until they get jumped by the psycho pirate. You know, it's it's not like yeah, and and Batman's just not aware of that situation. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I don't think uh, Tom King. Well done. You've beaten <laughs> you've beaten the let's get contextual segment. Um, oh, also, just before I, I forget, do you? I I found out this. I found this out the other day, and it, it it blew my mind. Do you know what Tom King did before he was writing comics? No, he was a CIA agent. Are you serious? Yeah, he was. He he became an analyst for the CIA. So I guess not a field agent, but he be, he became a CIA officer. Um, That's insane. I, was, I know. I was. I was I was looking him up, and, and it just says at the top of his Wikipedia, American author, comic book writer, and ex-CIA officer. And I was like, hang on, <laughs> is this a joke? So I googled Tom King CIA, and there's a bunch of interviews and articles with him where he's like, yeah, I joined the CIA for a bit. I, you know, I worked with them in Iraq and Afghanistan. I used some of that in my writing. <laughs> that's awesome. It's so wild, isn't it? Duh, that's so good. I love Tom King even more. He's possibly, like, my favorite writer right now. Not like current, like currently working, potentially. <laughs> He's so good. Uh, have you been reading Heroes in Crisis? No. What is that? That's uh, that's another of his his runs. Uh, it's basically, oh. it's like uh, a center for heroes uh, and some villains actually. Oh, to it's, go is to, it to sanctuary. Yeah, 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 to deal with like their trauma or whatever. Okay, and is that that's ongoing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's issue like four or five right now. Uh, okay. But yeah, written by Tom King again. Uh, I believe it's the same artist because they look the same. I'll, I'll look it up real quick, but uh, mm -hmm. it's really good. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, check that one out. I believe yeah, cool. it's 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 uh, Janine or whatever. whatever yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll try and give it a look. People say that his run on Mister Miracle and on Vision, uh, those runs are really really good as well. I read I mean, the first I don't really few know issues. anything about Mister Miracle, so I'm, I might not go for that one. But I guess I quite like Vision as a character, but. I read the first few issues of Vision, and it's actually really good. Like it, it gets, it brings you up to speed enough so that you can be like, all right, yeah, I, I kind of get what the the point of this is. Um, but this is really good. All right, so it's not the same artist. It's uh, man, someone man. Okay. Um, it's Clay Man. Okay. Good well, name. there's a few artists. That, that's a that's the name of a superhero. <laughs> Clay Man and Clay Man and uh, Travis Moore. So, okay, but uh, it's still really good. Good yeah, I'll, I'll have to check it out. Man. Yeah, check it out. It's it's really good. Again, very divided. Tom King is just a divisive writer, I guess. Um, but I I, I love his Batman. Uh, so yeah, thank you for coming on. Why don't you let people know where they can hear more from you? Yeah, so um, you can hear my voice on the Alex and Alex podcast, which you can find at Alex and Alex podcast on Twitter, Facebook, uh, currently SoundCloud. Though I'm going to shift it up to to Wush, Wushka, which Wushka. is great fun to say. Yeah. Shout, out, shout out to Wushka. We use Wushka. It's, it's the best. Yeah, I mean, it's free. Like, SoundCloud was getting so expensive. I'm going to I'm gonna switch it all over. So, yeah, just search Alex and Alex Podcast in, like, your iTunes podcast app. We're also on Instagram, uh, where we're at Alex and Alex Podcast underscore SGH, because we thought that would be funny, like, a couple months ago, and it's it's kind of funny, I guess. It's like 3 out of 10. <laughs> funny. But <laughs> 3 out of 10, maybe that's a bit of a low bar. But, um, yeah, and you can also find me at AlexTRyan27 on Twitter, Alex.Ryan27 on Instagram. I occasionally blog about movies and such at joysandpassions.wordpress.com. 
and I blog about music on Inky Magazine, where I review albums every now and again. Again, not very often, but every now and again. So that's that's pretty much all of me, I think. I'll let you know if I forget awesome. anything. I'll, I'll scream it into the microphone later on. <laughs> nice. Uh, I uh, I will um, put all those links in the description so you can check that out. Uh, look forward to having Alex back for more for more Batman. Um, yes. And uh, you can find us at Let's Get Context on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Gmail, and uh, Patreon. If you want to hear Alex and I do a Patreon episode for this, uh, check out uh, patreon.com slash DantePods. Um, I don't know how well it'll work doing more Batman episodes and still doing the character episodes, but we'll see. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, check that out. And I think with that, we will bid you all adieu. Goodbye. La 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 la, this is the end. <laughs> nice. <laughs>